Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me. I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, it is Judge Jerry! Oh, thank you, thank you. You may be seated. You may be seated. I've been a fan of your shows for all the years you've been doing them, and I know that, uh, and you don't do this on the Judge Jerry show unless I miss it, and I do, I think it's actually a very good show. I've told you that a bunch of times off mic. Uh, But in your TV show and when you did the news in Cincinnati, and so I'm in Ludlow, Kentucky, as Marie is, and it's where we're recording, and that's across the river from Cincinnati, in the so-called Cincinnati media market, so I saw you do the news for years. You always ended with take care of yourself and each other. And you did that on the TV show as well, the Jerry Springer TV show. Where'd that come from? I was drinking. Uh, <laughs> no, no, actually where it came from, it was um, my first <laughs> night anchoring the news and uh, for the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati. And uh, they, the producers said to me, you know, at the end, oh, and then I also did a commentary at the end of every newscast. And they said, when we say goodnight, if you had a tagline, mm-hmm. because back then all the anchors had taglines, like Walter Cronkite used to say, and that's the way it is, mm-hmm. you know, and then give the date. And uh, Nick Clooney, who was a local anchor, George Clooney's dad, he used to say, uh, for those you see and those you don't... Uh, have a good night or something like something like mm-hmm. so they wanted me to come up with a now this was 1982 and in the 1980s early 80s everything was about taking care of yourself i mean even the commercials clairol hair coloring because you deserve it the books the big books mm-hmm. on the market were taking care of number one uh you know, reagan gets elected president and his big thing is i'll get government off your back in other words everything in the 80s was about me and uh just my politics so everyone said take care of yourself that was like you know have a nice day and i just wanted to add my liberalism to it which was instead of just saying take care of yourself and take care of each other you know we we ought to oh don't go soft (laughs) no somebody get her some milk (laughs) um so, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, and that's how that started. And then when I did my TV show, um, they said, you know, because I did a commentary at the end of the show, they said, just keep saying that. So that's how that happened. Yeah, yeah, mm. but it's, it was, it's a good yeah. thing. Un- unrelated to that, uh, I wanted to, uh, we get a lot of emails on that, and people ask uh, where that a came from. So I <laughs> thought I would. But uh, so we have four I don't know, many, many years, you and I and our wives have gone to New York uh, on a weekend. Usually it's around the Valentine's Day period. When is Valentine's Day? It's probably coming up. Friday. It's Friday. Well, there you go. We're going, to, we're going this year, too. Look at that. We're going to New York. Yeah, I can see you already got Bonnie something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. I got her yeah. meat. Yeah. Hey, When's um, this going to air? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we go to New York, and uh, it's also your birthday. Happy yeah. birthday to Jerry. Oh, please, please. Today or Valentine's Day? Thursday, um, oh. the 13th. Oh, nice. Lincoln was the 12th. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
I was the 13th and Valentine's the 14th. Yeah. We, we go in threes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and we have for about 150 years on the Saturday we're in New York, always gone back <laughs> to your neighborhood where you yes. grew up, a yeah. place called Q Gardens. Yes. Spelled K-E-W? Yeah, the no. British Q uh, Gardens. Okay. Uh, K-E-W and then Gardens. And and uh, Jerry, because... Tough I mean, neighborhood. Woo. Yeah, rough neighborhood. Tough, I'm telling you, yeah. And Jerry's very wealthy and has homes all across oh. the world and four <laughs> twenty five cars. So he rolls, well, Jerry rolls with a big, long Ooh, I'm limousine. I'm selling the Maserati, but go ahead. Are you really? Oh, you want to yeah. do a... Yeah. Go ahead. Sort of a Craigslist ad yeah. right here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facebook Marketplace? Yeah. Give me oh, a this call. This is interesting. But I don't I want just, to interrupt your story. Go I just spent a week. And Maria, you'll relate. This is what us, I'm a regular person. You're a regular person. I, I'm not rich. You're, you're not rich. You will be because I'm you're a songwriter performer. Secretly very. So I just sold a bunch of stuff on Facebook Marketplace. I didn't do hmm. Craigslist and eBay. What are we, downsizing? Okay, no, I, I, I sold put a bunch, a of, stuff bunch of stuff. Do you get a lot of bots? Like robots, I like do. responding, yeah, spam. You do. you do, I know. So, but I sold a bunch of stuff because I wanted to go out and buy a new sleeping bag, yeah, very high end, and a new pack for this trip that we mentioned in a previous episode. <laughs> and I'm sitting there selling this stuff, and I'm thinking, and I got this money, and I went out and without, with no guilt, just boom, went out and bought this stuff, mm-hmm. high end stuff because of what I sold. Mm-hmm. I thought I can just see Jerry Springer sitting at home. Typing in, you know, all the eBay and all the fields and doing checking the bids every day. <laughs> I just picture that. Yeah. So why don't you sell that Maserati on eBay? I'll sell it for you. Give me ten percent. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I give me seven percent. Yeah, <laughs> I gave anyway. you ten percent, you'd retire. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough to retire, never work yeah. again. No, yeah. But hey, so we go back to Kew Gardens, and yeah. I, I see, I see it. I look out the window of that limousine; it's all smoked in it. It's what you call murdering them. You know, it's so dark you can't see anybody in there. Got these windows murdered, and you look out, and all these people are running. They run away because, like, here he comes again. Because we've been coming so many years in Every a row. For a while, it was like, all oh, the on celebrity. My birthday. Well, it's always the Saturday of, yeah. Yeah, of whatever week it is. I go back to the apartment house that I was raised in. Yeah. Very and, cool place. And people, yeah. And people kind of know that I keep coming back there every year and they just gather. They're pretty over it by now. Yeah, by now they're over it. See, now they really, yeah, now they really get away. Yeah, they say, no, no. Even even the doorman goes to the bathroom when I come there. (laughs) No, actually, people are very gracious. And Jerry uh, grew up, I've seen it. It's, uh, he came to New York City Years ago, as a young politician, he had this narrative of oh, kind of tough streets in New oh, York City. Such bullshit. Oh. You know his neighborhood. I mean, it's like, no, it's actually a very nice neighborhood. It's a tough neighborhood. You, I never told you about that time that uh, Phoebe Nelloboff knocked the books out of my hand. On really? The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, gang was she in. <laughs> hey, anyway, let me, ask, let me ask you a question. It was a tough neighborhood. So we went at the time. We went to, yeah. That's a true story. Go ahead. The, uh, we just had an impeachment. And as we expected, the Senate exonerated uh, President Trump. And, uh, but he had to go through the process. And that's history now. He's been impeached one of three. And uh, 
but uh, Senator Romney from Utah did what no other Republican would do. It was quite a big deal when it went down. He voted for conviction. And I'm just curious as to what your reaction was to that, because it says a lot, I don't know, maybe about character, yeah, who has I, it, who doesn't. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, he said in his speech, which was, if you get a chance to Google it and listen to it, um, I think every school kid should listen to that because it is, it is such a great statement about and an example of character, of integrity. It, um, it's everything you don't expect a politician to be. And several months ago, you might remember, I even did a podcast saying that I think Romney should run against Trump in the Republican primaries. Now, to be fair, I did that, I said that with political motivation, because I know that in the 20th century, and I guess the, into the 21st, if it's applicable, um, no president has ever been reelected who gets a serious challenge within his own party's primaries. And, uh, you know, when uh, Jimmy Carter went, well, when uh, uh, Gerald Ford was challenged by Reagan in 1976, uh, Ford beat back Reagan in the primaries, but then lost to Jimmy Carter. In 1980, when Jimmy Carter was challenged by Ted Kennedy in the primaries, Carter beat back Kennedy, but then was so damaged he lost to Reagan. Um, in 92, uh, the first President Bush was challenged in the primaries by Pat Buchanan. He beat back Buchanan, but then lost to uh, Bill Clinton. So you, if you're really challenged in your own party, that division is enough to keep some of the members of that party home in the general election and the opposing party wins. So I was thinking as a strategy, let's get Romney, who had no love for Trump, to run against Trump, even though Trump would win in the current uh, climate, uh, but he would be damaged enough that he'd be easier to beat this uh, election. That was my thought. But after watching and listening to Romney give that speech on the Senate floor when he became the only senator in United States history ever to vote for the removal in an impeachment of a president of his own party. No one ever voted for the removal in the Senate of a president of their own party, ever. And Romney became the first. And his, the authenticity of his, his faith in God, he's a very religious person, his integrity in talking about how the oath he took, that he couldn't lie, that he knew, the evidence was clear, he knew, just like everyone else knew, that Trump did exactly what he was accused of doing. No one has denied that. They're only talking about whether or not that's impeachable. But clearly he did it. And Romney said, I put my hand on the Bible. I swore to God that I would look at the evidence, keep an open mind, 
and then vote that way, regardless of the consequence. And the re- consequence are sev- it's severe, because Romney is now a pariah in the party. The other Republicans there don't even look at him. I mean, he's really personally, you know, they're threats to him and his family. And he did it because it was the right thing to do. He has moral character. And it is so impressive. So impressive. Now, understand, I wouldn't vote for Romney because he's not my politics. He's too conservative for me. But the integrity of the person? And how important is character? Because we've seen with Trump, it's become an issue. We always assumed that a president would have character, that a president would have values, that we may not like the policies of a president, but there was no question about his love of country and the fact that he would, you know, try, no one's perfect, but try to be honest, try to do the right thing. Even Nixon, when the Supreme Court said you have to turn over the tapes, did the right thing. He turned over the tapes. He did not say it's a fake court. So why is character important? In a democracy, it's all we have. The Constitution means nothing if we don't have norms and values. If you don't have... Look, the writers of the Constitution, the forefathers, they wrote a Constitution which had the balance of power, separation of power, so that no one would become a dictator. The Congress couldn't be the dictator. The president couldn't be the dictator. The courts couldn't be a dictator. They were all balanced. On paper, it looked as if we would always have a democracy that people would decide. But that's because we have norms and values, which means that when you get elected to office and you take an oath, be it a mayor, a senator, a congressman, or a president, when you take that oath that you will faithfully execute the laws of the land and abide by the Constitution, it's based on the fact that you really will do that. You can vote on issues any way you want, but you will have faith. You will faithfully execute the laws of the land. You will abide by the Constitution. If people have no norms, as Trump's showing us now in some of his cohorts, that you don't have to have integrity, you don't have to tell the truth, You don't really have to pay attention to the Constitution. That's just a piece of paper. If people don't have faith, we don't have a democracy anymore. You don't need norms and values if you have a dictatorship. If you're the dictator, you don't need any norms. If someone disagrees, you can either kill them, put them in jail, or fire them. Trump has only done the latter two. But because you don't need that. In a democracy, it's totally based on the agreement we all have as citizens that we will have honest elections, we will abide by the rules. If a court makes a decision, we'll follow it. We'll be angry, we'll protest, but we'll follow it. There are laws when a police officer arrests you We understand that. We understand what the rules are. 
If we're supposed to pay taxes, we may argue about what we pay, but we wind up paying the taxes. In other words, there's no law that has any value if people as a society don't agree to follow them. There has to be integrity. Mitt Romney, a conservative Republican who I wouldn't vote for based on his issues, if it were merely a matter of integrity and honesty and what America stands for, he'd have my vote every time. All right, everyone, we are very lucky to have um, this next musical artist up again on our uh, podcast. We had him last time, um, all the way from Nitro, West Virginia. Everyone, welcome Tony Hera. And you and you came back from West Virginia. Came wow, all the way that's, back. That's yeah, a, that's, a, that's a long <laughs> ride. Well, it was it was worth it to come see you again, Jerry. Yeah. How yeah. Fa- how far is Nitro from here? About three hours. Oh, oh yeah. well, I take that compliment back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, or six. It's yeah, a six yeah, round yeah. trip. Oh, it makes wow, it sound right. longer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> round trip six. Yeah. I was uh, taking a look at your touring schedule, and and you do play a little bit around locally in, in West Virginia. Do you yeah. get out? Did you do you get out often on the road? Yeah, that um, that's really outdated. Oh. Uh, I'm terrible with that. I'm so bad about that. And um, yeah, we um, we tour extensively in the southeast a lot. We just got back from Memphis last week. We were um, one of 300 acts invited worldwide to the uh, International Blues Showcase in Memphis. Wow! And they cut that down to about 80 folks on the second night, and uh, we were still showcased on the uh, on, on, the, Congrats. on the last night. That's awesome. And so um, we. Uh, <laughs> We're actually leaving uh, to go on tour uh, in March, and we're touring on my 26-foot liveaboard sailboat, and we're um, putting it at Mobile, and we're uh, uh, sailing the Gulf of Mexico from uh, Pensacola to uh, Louisiana, and we're playing about seven port cities along the way. What? It's called uh, Sad Songs on a Sailboat Tour. Yeah. That's right up here. Yeah, I said... Gene, we got room for one more. Uh, There you go. (laughs) Gene, not... (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we're going to cut a documentary on it while we're there, and we're going to sell it with the next album. It's kind of a PR. You know, everybody wow. goes around on the same hats and the same tour schedule, and we thought we'd do something a little different. Yeah, so maybe get lost at sea. Who knows? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I've been out at sea. Yeah. That's the Queen Mary. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, will you? <laughs> anyway. Go ahead. What is a what's the next song that you're gonna play for us? Uh, we're gonna do a song called "Last Words of a Good Man." Um, the pedal steel player in my uh, this past project we were on uh, had lost his father a year before I met him, and I lost my father. It'd be ten years ago this year, and uh, kind of talking about we both lost our fathers right as we became fathers of our own. So mm-hmm. started kind of looking back. I lost my father when I was right at thirty, and uh, my son was like eight months old. The first child I got three now. Um, he had lost his father when his son was about, about the same. And uh, so I kind of wrote the song looking like the advice you remember, the advice your father might give you, and you know, just kind of those little yeah. tables and turns of the line. Daddy said a Buick was a fine automobile. It's like a Cadillac, but an honest feel. Never let metal define who you are. Built with your two hands, it's more than just a car 
but whiskey ain't the answer They can't offer some good advice You don't draw from the well in the morning, my son It's a wisdom that comes late at night His words kept them close to me Kept them much more than the memories Words I recall at on Highway 49 A thousand miles from nowhere in Georgia on my mind So I stopped for gas and a bite Wrapped his checkbook from the folds between the seats Signed my name on the line that he worked for She put my coffee on the counter And I broke down at the door Remember whiskey ain't the answer He can offer some good advice Call your mother Know y'all she's got left Take your time Don't live life too fast Hug your children while you still can reflection in your music it's it's great who am i thinking oh uh hall uh, um he told he sang stories uh a country singer tom to y'all tom yeah to y'all yeah do people tell you that because as you were singing i think yeah i've never gotten that one i uh well then erase it but i got (laughs) (laughs) i one of my biggest influences uh i say that uh is a is a it's Tom Waits and uh, Bruce Springsteen, oh, two of my yeah, two favorites. And, oh, I, and Springsteen yeah. was such a storyteller, yeah, and I yeah. always and I love Guy Clark, and yeah. I, I just love people telling stories about real life. 
Yeah. How, how do we hear this? Because I'm on yeah. an album. Will you tell us um, where uh, we can listen to more music and find your find out more about uh, that um, the sailboat tour too? Yeah. Um, so you can find all my stuff at uh, com. And uh, my website there has all the information on our upcoming tour dates, which uh, aren't, as we uh, mentioned, uh, aren't completely up to date. They will be really soon, though. We do about 120, 130 dates a year. And um, all the social media and all the digital uh, platforms, streaming platforms, are out there. And uh, you can also order albums online as well as merch that's in the store there. And uh, the Sailboat Tour, uh, right now, uh, West Virginia Living Magazine picked up the story. And uh, we announced it on TV, on a local TV station. We had on a spot there. And... uh, we got a call the next day from West Virginia Living Magazine, wanted to feature it in the winter issue. And uh, so you can go to WestVirginiaLivingMagazine.com and read the article there. Uh, or, you know, I don't know around here, but in West Virginia, at the bookstores and stuff, they should. I hear, I hear it's three hours away. It's, a, it's about a six-hour round trip, yeah, yeah, which makes it sound a little farther. Yeah. <laughs> it usually are, because I've freelanced articles for a magazine called Cincinnati Magazine, which is similar. Yeah. And usually you can get that digitally. Yeah, uh, they, they'll, mm-hmm. so the people they'll do the same thing exactly. Who yep. hear this in the archive could uh, read that article. Absolutely, you are correct. And for those of you listening out there, um, our listening audience, Tony is spelled with an Y, and then uh, Hera is H A R R A H. If you want to go look up his stuff, and yeah, Tony, will you uh, take us out on down by the riverside and we let? We would love to. Maybe let Jerry have a verse. Absolutely, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a trial, my own white road, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, I said, down by the riverside, I'm on a trial, my long white road, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I ain't gonna study no more no more, ain't gonna study the one no Sword and shield down by the riverside, said, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside, down by the